Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Look. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Welcome back, everybody. Dr. Homebrew in the surgical theater that is the fishbowl at the bar where we record things. Yep. We're ready? It is kind of like a like an old school little operating theater, isn't it? Everyone's spying on us, trying to figure out our, our subtleties. ever looks at us, dude. <laughs> they do. I notice it. People, like, <laughs> oh. fucking stare. They'll, I've had people knock at the... I've had people come in. <sighs> And go, hey, can I be on the radio? I'm going to hang myself when that happens. But Let's just pull somebody in. Here. I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, let's talk to you, bro. Whoever you are. What are you drinking, buddy? Let's yeah. do it. Something hazy. <laughs> anyway, before we uh, before we get too angry. And then there's the staff that just walks in like they own the place. I know, right? Like they have something to do. Like whatever. Oh, I got to go fart in the fucking office. I can't do anything about it. <laughs> and he, did, he closed the door. He didn't hear that. Because that happened. Anyway, uh, let's thank our sponsor, Five Star, who is by uh, no way in charge of what we're saying. They're, they don't have any responsibility <laughs> to uh, to what we're saying. Uh, we're just kind of, uh, you know, word salading at this point. Uh, but check them out, fivestarchemicals.com. They really do help you make better beer. They help you clean things properly. They help you sanitize things properly. And they do this by providing you with the best cleaning chemicals and uh, equipment. I guess they have gloves and stuff like that, too, um, for your home brewing equipment. And they're, they're really fantastic. Uh, they're great. They're truly great. Amazing. Very amazing. Not like those other companies. Very sad. Those other companies are very sad. <laughs> very sad. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, FiveStarChemicals.com. Seriously, they're, they're great people. You see them at HomebrewCon. You see them anywhere else you go. Say hi. Thank them. Please thank them. Get on your knees and shine their shoes and get go get them beers. That would be great. Be like, hey, look, you know what? We love Dr. Homebrew. Thank you very much for keeping that weird program on the air. Um, let's, let, let me get you a beer. Let me go and get you guys beers. And they'll be like, oh, you're the best. That'd be amazing. They'll They're feel fantastic good. people. Yeah. <laughs> huge sponsors of the show. Huge. Huge. <laughs> so we have a kind of a weird show for you today, and I'm actually really looking forward to it. We have Jesse in the studio. How you doing, buddy? Hi, guys. Um, and then uh, we have the return of JP's Oatmeal Stout. I rebrewed this after you guys uh, gave me a couple suggestions on what to do. Mm. Um, so we can taste that How as well. Wait, no. So you've introduced yourself, yeah, and you've introduced our guest, but wow. I don't think you 
even mentioned us like the last three or four shows. He hasn't. That's, I, I, that's true. I normally Who do. Who are these other guys talking in the background? Well, it's all. Are it's they important just, at all? Or are voices. they just rattling just voices. noise? Voices. It's it's odd that you mentioned that because I was going to get to you guys in about, in about you, four you, minutes. No, don't say anything. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. It's probably on the list. I know. End of the show. It's never on the list. That's for sure. So uh, go ahead, Brian. Introduce yourself. I'm Brian. Why, why do people give a shit about you? I'm Brian. I'm a master level BJCP judge. Hi, Brian. Hi. And Keith. <laughs> what are you, Keith? <laughs> Keith choking on you. That's usually people choke when they say my name. I'm Keith. Uh, I'm a master beer judge as well. Uh, two-time California Home Brewer of the Year reigning champion. Oh, um, I did not know this. Yeah. Wow. Most, most people don't. Congratulations. Have, have you founded any homebrew clubs? Because I'm the founder of the meds. I'm just... <laughs> no, I've been president of a homebrew club oh, okay. Are we swinging our, uh, our homebrew penises around? <laughs> well, check this one out. Plop. That's why you never mention us. We'll just get into this that's pissing right. contest. Oh, that's screw right. those guys. Just judge the beers. Won, uh, just judge the beers. Oh, burn. I have two NHC medals only, sadly. Hey, man, I've tried several times. Oh, actually, I, I, I registered... For yes. the opportunity to be told if I can enter my beers, beers or not. Yeah, yes, I I'm going to do that. I'm going to enter. I want to talk about this oatmeal stout because I would like to enter the recipe. Obviously, not the same beer. Yeah. So we're going to try some of that. Um, I'm going to enter the Grudzitski that we've wow. that made before too. Yeah. Because who the fuck makes a Grudzitski? Probably a lot of people no. now. It's yeah, going to be the next. Oh, really? I made one long ago. More, yeah. more, I ordered some Ralk Malton. More beer sent me the the smoked wheat malt instead. So I was like, oh, I guess I have to make a Grudzitski now. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but yeah, no, I think now they actually even called it out in historical. If you look at the guidelines this year, they, okay. they've broken it out. But no, I think, you know. Well, don't enter yours. I, I didn't Jeez. make one this year anyway. Good. So. <laughs> when should I make that? Like, when should I brew it? It's a really low alcohol beer. Yeah, so it's like a pretty three and fresh. And a half. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Like, pretty fresh, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, uh, so we're going we're gonna to tackle Jesse's beers. We're going to tackle mine, but not in super detail because we've kind of done it before. Uh, and then we're just going to kind of drink beer. Jesse brought some beers for, for us from the East Coast. What did you bring? Carton beer. Carton. Okay. All right. Some other half. All I know right. you like session beers, too. Is that what that is? That is. Okay. And both of these are session beers. Have we had them on the show, or have you yeah, seen them? Okay. Yeah, because the boat, ago, the, yeah, the boat beer, I remember them talking about. Yeah, but you didn't have it. In we didn't have it. Wait, no. He came from the East Coast, and he didn't bring any Eddie Topper, man. Actually, I had some old stuff. <laughs> it was a few months old, and my wife said, no, you no, didn't bring that. That's for me. <laughs> oh, your wife's pretty savvy. She knows what the fuck's got, man. She, she's protecting us. Um, and then She's listened to you. <laughs> Well then, then she must not be that savvy then if she's listening to him. Well, that's true. Uh, well, that's my. Uh, she was protecting us from the old beer and just from the beer in general. Um, and then, so next month uh, we have a couple guests. Well, we have four beers on next month, but uh, I forget the guy's name. I sorry, I think it's Brian. I think it is Brian. He sent us a bunch of beers, uh, and I brought one in for us to drink today. New Glarus uh, Wild Barrel is called. Um, says uh, Brambleberry Bourbon Barrel. Brambleberry Bourbon Barrel is a spontaneous, ferment, spontaneously fermented wild brown ale from our wild fruit cove or cave. I can't. It's like written in cursive. Which who the fuck? Who, why, of, of, of all the fonts that are easy to read in the world, cursive font is not easy to read. What are you doing? I always hated cursive about style. Yeah. I think it's but stupid. It's stupid. A lot of alliteration there in that beer. In general. Uh, right. Expect a bright blend of forest fruit. Forest, what's forest fruit? 
What is forest fruit? Berries and stuff. <laughs> you, you can find berries on the side of the road in Oregon. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, sorry. Um, backed with oaky barrel notes. Oaky barrel notes. Great for aging or drinking today. This sounds pretty fantastic to me. It sounds good, but the marketing is shit. Yeah, it's either good now or later. <laughs> yeah, oaky barrel notes. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll pass them your feedback when yeah. I go to New Glarus this Please summer. Please do. It's like the, the Sesame uh, Street of beer. Uh, the New Glarus Fest, the, the beer, bacon, and cheese, and, and polka, and, and uh, no, New Glarus Festival. That sounds pretty good, man. Well, I'm it's not going to lie. It's a whole weekend of shenanigans over there, I guess. My brother always goes. Uh, but, um, yeah. This week, this year, it's a different weekend than NHC, so I get to do both. It's going to be pretty cool. Nice. And they're close together. Nice. I like that. Hardhead tour. Yay. I like that. That'll be fun for you. That'll be fun. Uh, speaking of fun, February is the time of year when you give your loved one what they desire most, a label. After all, if you're anything like us, your most prized possession is your latest batch of homebrew. So treat it like the amazing miracle it is and label it with some grog tags. For the month of February, take 20% off your order when you use code WELOVEYOU at checkout. That's all one word, we love you. That's right, 20% off your next batch of custom beer labels, coasters, metal signs, and more. Check them out, grogtag.com, 20% off. Normally their codes are 10%. This is double that. This is 20%. We love you. One word at checkout. Do it now. Grog Tag thanks you. That's a solid discount. That's a pretty good discount, right? Not, not many people give 20% off anymore for shit. Um, okay, I'll tell you what. Let's take a break on that note, and then we're going to come back. We're going to tackle Jesse's beer. We're going to uh, drink a lot of other beer, and we're just going to, I don't know, maybe we'll hug. Who knows? It's Dr. Homebrew. Hang on. We'll be right back. Fellow BNers, this is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making.
the examination. All right, thanks for sticking with us, everybody. We're about to talk about this beer here. Uh, but first, I do want to tell you guys about the White Labs Vault. Hopefully you've heard about it. It's a collection of yeast strains that White Labs has been curating for more than 20 years, which a lot of people don't really realize. They've been around for a long time. Uh, some of these strains have never been available until now. Visit whitelabs.com slash the vault to check out the current list and pre-order the strain you want released. Once there are 250 pre-orders for that strain, it will go into production, and uh, and you'll get it, and you can make some beer. Help release the yeast. Visit whitelabs.com slash the vault. I got one of those. Yeah, so oh, you did? Like, uh, did? What was it? The Hanson WLPO 75. Huh. The Hanson? What? Yeah. Like to make mm hops with? When is it? <laughs> mhops. What's the what's Hanson? What I made an IPA. It was really good. It cleared really clear. Too. Yeah. Do you remember like the the root of the strain or like where it came from or anything? No. no okay. Some help you are, Jesse. All right, man. Well, uh, welcome to the studio, <laughs> Jesse. Uh, how long have you been home brewing, dude? Uh, well, I started back when I was in college, back in the 90s, and then life got in the way. And started okay. up again back in 2014 after I got a kegerator and said, oh, I can homebrew again and not bottle. You got to fill this shit. <laughs> okay, good. And uh, you have an IPA here. Uh, is yep. this your first attempt at an IPA? No, or? no. Okay. Um, Something I, you like doing? I like IPAs. Uh I brewed this over Thanksgiving weekend, and uh, it, everything seemed to be okay at first, but one thing that happened I noticed was the pH was really low in the mash. Okay. I, I screwed up something on the water calculation. So. Okay. So you know this is kind of, this is a beer that has some some weird things going on, and I you did. want to figure out what's happening. Exactly. Okay. And, uh, Good. We I was going to dump it, but then I said, oh, maybe I'll try to see yeah. what, what was wrong with it. Yeah, well, that's I mean that's the other side of the show, and that's kind of what we want. We want people to, to to ask questions, and hopefully we can help them out. So I'm I'm glad you didn't dump it, Brian. You're up, buddy. Sorry, this, go for this. This patient is dead on arrival. We cannot <laughs> fix it. I can't tell you anything about this beer. <laughs> um, oh no, I it's uh, okay. So aroma wise, the hops it's got kind of a medium pine and citrus, a little low grapefruity note. From the hops, a slightly dank quality as well. The malt is low, bready, supporting. There's some medium apple pear esters in there and check. Um, it's um, there's a little honey like malt note in there, which wasn't too bad. It's since you know since Thanksgiving, it's still you know it's it, it, the freshness might be starting to slide a little bit, but it's not too bad. A little little oxidation creeping in possibly. I also thought I, got, I thought I got a little bit of DMS or something in there, but uh, later on, once I got into the flavor, I was able to pick out in the aroma, and as as Keith just aptly did anyway, uh, a phenolic note in the aroma. The uh, appearance is golden colored. It's got a bit of an orangey hue to it. Low white head stays only briefly, kind of pops down. Um, medium little hop haze. That's pretty acceptable. You can easily see through it. It's not a you know. Haze Monster. Um, Flavor-wise, yeah. Boom, chlorophenolic. It's a it's a medicinal phenolic flavor that uh, you know can c- come up in the aroma, mouthfeel, and the flavor. Um, it's kind of a medium level, but it's very noticeable right up front. And then you, I go back and get in the aroma too. Um, 
we'll talk about how to fix that later. But uh, you know, the base malt's in there, low and supporting citrusy and piney hops. The the chlorophenolic is not distracting enough that you don't get the malt and the hops in there. So it's still you know you get beer. It's still an IPA. It's just um, got a, a, a you know minor flaw to it that's kind of detracting. Um, Medium milk esters out of the way. The hops uh, and that phenolic kind of linger in the aftertaste. Uh, it finishes medium dry. The balance is, is still to the hops. You can taste that. Uh, the bitterness isn't too harsh. It's kind of a nicely nicely bittered, I thought. Um, medium light body in the in the mouthfeel. Medium carbonation. Low alcohol warmth. Low astringency. Again, a little bit of astringent biting quality from that phenolic. I think it's not. It doesn't seem like it's from your tannin extraction from the malts. It seems like it's you know a little bit of biting from that from that chlorophenolic that's in there. This is just not very creamy or smooth. It would kind of present itself differently if it, if that was gone. Overall, it's a good attempt at an American IPA. It seems like a nice recipe. Hop choices are pretty cool. I would fix that chlorophenolic thing. Um, you can um, you want to remove any trace of chlorine from your water to start with. If if there can be two culprits, there can be chlorine in your water, or it could be a contamination issue. Um, if it's chloramines in your water, we'll talk about your water treatment. Uh, if, you, if this doesn't pop up often, it might not be that. But you want to, you, you can add some uh, metabisulfite and, uh, you know, um, boil off the, you can get rid of the chloramines, boiling them off, or, um, you know, very, very, very slow filtering. Um, sometimes people filter faster than they, you know, main. Then may be good for their own for their own good. You yeah, know, you, you open really the tap water. You open the just tap, crank and just, it. It's yeah. gonna flow right through. So I have to get, I have get to one to of the filters that to is not do that. specific for removing chloramines. Yeah, any you know, chlorine is kind of a tough one. But yeah, if you're just using tap water and you get that medicinal kind of flavor, that's where it's coming from, people. Okay. Um, and if you get it in every beer, why are you doing that? <laughs> That's but, a good question. And, you know, the old school thing used to be, well, you know, people used to sanitize with bleach. I sincerely doubt that Jesse is sanitizing with, with bleach. I don't know. He looks, like, he looks yeah. like a kind of guy who would yeah, sanitize no. with bleach. He smells a little I had like a body that swore by it, yeah. but then you always have to rinse it and make sure your water is clean. And you, you know, star sand, it's a, you know, rinse, you just dump it. Yeah. Yeah. Done. So, yeah, that's that's usually not the culprit in most modern homebrew recipes. Or it can be from contamination, like soiled transfer tubing or something. And, um, you know, it can come from bugs, too, kicking that out. A little kind of chlorophenolic. Um, you know, it's like a medicinal, um, like the chloroseptic they use for the throat spray thing. It's, it's uh-huh. the same kind of chemical. Okay. So it's a biting... You know, sore throat medicine kind of a flavor. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I gave the beer a 26. I thought it was, it was good. It was not horrible. It wasn't the worst IPA I've ever had, uh, but it was, you know, kind of just took it down from what probably was a pretty nice recipe, a pretty good beer to, yeah, yeah I don't want to drink a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Perfect. Keith, you're up, buddy. <clears throat> Pencils down. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> um, just drawing on my score sheet right now. <laughs> Nervous energy. Cat, um, cat with a K. Uh, <laughs> uh, house, uh, home, whatever. Uh, passion fruit, uh, some passion fruit, some orange, um, hint of peach. Um, but I was detecting a low phenol in the nose. Um, as it as it, as it sits more and more, you know, you get more of it as as the sort of the hops sort of fade a little bit as it warms up. I get more of the phenol. Um, a low sweetness. Um, beyond that, um, maybe a little bit of melon too as it warms, but. 
Uh, phenol was really the, the, the major issue, obviously. Everything else was really appropriate for the style. Light copper, uh, white head, a little bit wispiness on the on, on the head there. Um, light light haze, just a, you know, just a touch of haze. Medium sized bubbles. Um, overall, and also I think I think I think a touch of greenness. It looks a little bit green. green uh, yeah, color. I can see that. Hmm. Yeah, I was. Um, I almost said like kind of grayish, tannish. Yeah, gr- hue to it. With yeah, the, gray. Along get, with the orange. You but know? yeah, there is a green, orangey tan. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's greenish. Just kind of yeah, yeah, blending with it. Um, so flavor the 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 chlorophenol, as Brian mentioned, is is the big problem here. Um, it it does jump out at you. It makes everything else a little bit tough to taste. I'm, I am getting some of that hop flavor, some of the tropical and citrus is coming through in the flavor, and it, it seems like the bitterness is appropriate. See, the bitterness is on the the lower side for the style, and I like that about it. Um, I think it goes well, but the, the chlor- chlorophenol flavor is is dominant. It's really harsh too, and uh, beyond that, I got maybe a touch of a little candy, a little bit of caramel um, in, in the malt, but um, you know, I think. Yeah, the big the big problem there is that the chlorophenol, uh, medium body, medium carbonation, low hop astringency, just a touch of warming from the alcohol, and then that the chlorophenol harshness too in the mouthfeel. Um, so overall, uh, I haven't really seen the scores. I think I've been going along. I'll just wrap those up as I, I finish up here. But you know, this has potential to be a really good IPA, but the the phenol character is is obviously the the problem. You know, I had the same the same recommendations as Brian. Uh, first would be to you know water source you know and cans and tablets like you mentioned. Uh, you know, <clears throat> water filter too. You could you could get a disc or something and drill a little hole in it and put that to make your shelf go a lot slower so it can't come out any faster. If you are using a filter to take out chlor, um, sorry, uh, chloramines or chlorine. Um, but if it is a you know, sanitation sort of issue. Make sure you're pitching a lot of yeast, uh, healthy yeast. Make sure you get a fast start. All those sort of things. Oxygen. You know, all, all the normal stuff to make sure nothing else takes over. Instead, um, but you know, I really enjoyed the hop aroma. I was just, yeah, I was ashamed that the, the phenols crept in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really interested in hearing what you think the the issue is here, Jesse. And uh, you think is it water derived or is it is it an infection derived? Yeah. And and chlorine, by the way, is a gas, so it's easy to get rid of. You can just boil it off. But the chloramines are meant to stay in the water a little. They make it a chemical that stays in the water a little more sturdily, and, mm. and it's harder to get rid of. So you do have to filter it or. Or, yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit. I'm oversensitive. I mean, I'm, I'm over. I over treat the you know the shit out of it. Really, yeah. I use both a you know a filter that's supposed to be chloramines, chlorine, run it super slow, like you guys said, and then I also use Camden tab a Camden tablet as you well. Do. Double, okay. Just a double. I'm just you know, and it does add a little yeah. bit of calcium and a little bit of mineral trace. But we're we're dealing with pretty soft water where I live anyway, so it's not adding a ton of stuff. That, and I'm, I'm already adding stuff to my water anyway to get to where I want to be, so it's not doing much. But I'm just very yeah, I'm really sensitive. I remember one time I. You know, probably my third beer I ever made. It was always called Plastic Porter because it had the, the chlorophenol <laughs> on it, the water. And it was like, oh, you know, how did we not do that the first two beers? And I think I actually got different water. We like to use spring water the first two beers. Like, oh, we uh-huh. could just use tap water. and Didn't work. Yeah, yeah, that didn't work so well. So I remember there was one kid in college. We always gave it to him because he was always begging for beer. Like, you, you can drink the Plastic Porter. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I can't say I've never done that before. I've definitely done that. Funny. Uh, all right, Jesse, you want to run through your uh, recipe real fast, man? Sure. Uh, let's see. First of all, the water. I got uh, water from the uh, grocery store, the filtered water. Okay. Um, which, technically, I didn't test this batch. I had tested yeah. it back in the summertime. 
Um, and a lot of times it's like RO water in those grocery stores. That's what I things. figured. Yeah. Um, and so I did. Some I tested it with for that. similar water with the eye dip, and it was just read zero on everything. You know. Um, I had the water report that I did. Um, the chlorides in that were just twenty parts per million. Alkalinity was ten. Get on that mic. Yeah, there you go. Alkalinity was ten. Um, residual alkalinity point three four two. Sodium seventeen point seven. Bicarbonate twelve point two. Um, but again, I didn't test this again before this batch. I just assumed it was going to be the same. Yeah. Um, and I used Beersmith, and I think I screwed up my water calculation. So that's one of the things I, I was wondering if could have been the problem with this beer. It's kind of interesting. I mean, the, the sodium seems kind of high. I mean, obviously, you're probably dealing with a, a different base water to start with. And in and, and all RO systems like that, they, they change, the, change the filter and, you know, every yeah, so you often. Never know. It goes, you can get a TDS meter to sort of track that and see where, where it's going each time you go. Or you can just check. Sometimes they'll have, like, the date stamp when it's been changed again. But I'm just, I'm just interested that the, the sodium level was that high out of the gate. I mean, you know, with a... With uh, you know RO water, it just seems a little bit high, but well, that would it be, says filtered yeah. water. Filtered, but okay. yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> filtered, not <laughs> interesting. RO. Gotcha. So I was wondering if that might have been one of the things um, because the pH was really low during the mash. I tried to adjust it, but and the conversion seemed to work. But it was, I, I figured I was that far. I was just going to keep going. You know. Yeah. Why not? Um, when I brought it to my home, um, well, let me go through the recipe first yeah. for for my uh, malt bill. I did 13.2 pounds of Thomas Fawcett Pearl Malt. Um, and I was supposed to put in a pound and a half of dextrose. Um, but what I thought was dextrose was actually lactose on the shelf. So oh, <laughs> I said, well, oh, I better man. not put that in. Okay. I did not put go. that in. But I did put in some uh, DME to help boost it up to get to the, the uh, original gravity that I wanted. Um, I, I was shooting for not... Um, for six gallons into the fermenter. Um, for the hops, I used four milliliters of hop shot for that. Of One, what? Hop shot. What is that? Um, the hop extract. About, yeah, bittering. Hmm. for bittering. Oh, okay. Which is very, very sticky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So I dissolved it in a, a little bit of a vodka for a couple hours first. Okay. Um, I thought this beer was a little too bitter, um, and I was surprised. That, it might that have declined much. since the initial, yeah. Um, there were no other hops in it except Whirlpool hops of uh, Mosaic hmm. and Citra. Okay, yeah, getting a little tropical there. Uh, that was it. Uh, um, I boiled for 60 minutes. My uh, original gravity was 10.58, and I think I got it down to 10.10. Yeah, 10.10 for a final. Um, let's see. I did a... 1.2 liter starter with it. Um, I ran that for a day or so. I, mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't remember what yeast I used for that because I did three batches that weekend. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're a brew machine, man. Uh, let's see. I I have a, a fermentation chamber with a stainless conical. Cool. Um, and let's see. What did I have that on? Anyway, I think it was about 63 for a few days. Okay. Um, once fermentation started subsiding, I dumped a little troube. Um, and then I also uh, did a recirc uh, on the dry hop. Um, cool. But nice to have that ability with the conical. It's, yeah. that, that, that's a pretty cool way and to then, go. 
after that was all done, I, I what do you, what raised you mean by the, recirc for the dry hop. I, I have a I have a little pump, and I I was taking it out uh-huh. of the uh, the sample port and back up through the okay. through the yeah. uh, oh, okay dump port. Had that yeah, worked? That's a nice trick. Yeah. Just keeps Had that worked for you. This was the first time, so I was wondering if that maybe that could have been a source of infection. I had run the pump through with um, I'm sure you uh, yeah hot, hot PBW sanitized. and through with Starsan and everything, but. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it would be more of an oxygen concern is what I would have with that more than... I was a little worried about that. So when yeah. I dumped the tube, I would do it on uh, positive CO2 pressure because I have a little attachment at the yeah. top of my yeah. conical. So I did it like two PSI and light, dump P- it. light CO2 on top. That exactly. Helps, yeah. um, and that's pretty much how I would do it when I was dumping any true because I was worried about oxygen. And have you done any of that since the hop recently? I haven't. Yeah. Well, this is the last batch I brewed. I haven't brewed yeah. since. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You should definitely try it again and see if you get yeah, a similar result. Or if, yeah, it might have just been a fluke, but yeah. Do you think this was a chlorine thing? I mean, it, it could be the water. Yeah, like you know, what, if, it, I'm interested in what the kind of the water filter is. Like a lot of them, they say they're filtered. If you look at them closely, they'll talk about the types of filters. I think where I go, I only pretty much use it for my for my uh, my star sand. Uh, is what you know, I, you know, my five star star sand. I, I use. Uh, the RO water in my local store, and they'll say, okay, it comes with, you know, it has a chlorine filter, it has an RO filter, it has, there's four different filters. There's, you know, sediment filter, and I forget, I think there's another, there's, 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 two, yeah. there's two, like, uh, charcoal filters in it for some stupid reason. I don't know why. But anyway, it's clearly marked that it has an RO filter in it. Um, so I'm interested, yeah, it has two charcoal filters, so you think it'd be stripping anything out in RO wood as well. I just wonder, yeah, what kind of filter they're actually using in the store that you're getting this, and, and is it, you know, the filter been used too much at that point in time, and is stuff like chlorine getting through uh, or not? I wonder why you use filtered water for your star sand. Is there a reason for that? Uh, lower TDS, lower mineral content in the star sand. It stays clearer, it stays and you can clear. use yeah. it yeah. longer. I'm just I'm so water conscious now. You know, okay. the drought's not now. The drought is maybe over. I shouldn't be less yeah. concerned about that. But I just try to use as little water as possible. No, that's so I cool. Can, I can use star sand a little bit longer, which you know it's scary, but it, it does stay clear and the pH doesn't doesn't yeah, rise as it much. Gets that cloudiness, the cloudy, and the kind of the, yeah. the, the the scummy sort of feel to it. Yeah, yeah. so you don't yeah. get the scum on your your. Containers yeah, so and pictures can, afterwards. clear and you can little, use it a yeah. little bit longer. And it's that only like three dollars. It's right at the street for me, and I can fill up a five-gallon bucket for three dollars. Yeah, that's, on, that's so. Why not? <laughs> yeah, that okay. sounds good to me. I might have to start Sorry, doing little, that. That was a little bit of a yeah. <laughs> I have since got a RO water filter, but I have nice. used it for brewing. Um, and I've done similar recipes with this with uh, Poland spring water, which is this spring yeah. water, um, and it was great. My wife loves that one. Cool. Nobody liked this one. Did you, did you, did you, you said this was your last batch, so you didn't reuse the yeast after this, so you couldn't no. tell really. You know, no, I, I dumped yeah. all the yeast. Yeah, it, it's, it's a tough call. I mean, it's really hard to say what it, which 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 is the problem, you know? And like like Brian was saying, you could try the water again, and then sometimes you're kind of like, well, do I really, you know, now that you have an RO at home, why would you redo that, you know? And well, that, like, that weekend I did three brews, this, another IPA, um, all with the which same, same did water. not with the same water. That IPA did not come out that great, but it wasn't like this. Okay. Uh, and I did a chocolate peanut butter porter, which came out fantastic. Everybody loved that. Awesome. So, so it's probably oh, not the water yeah. source then, and it ends up probably being... Um, go that way. Uh, probably ends up being that something got, did get picked up. But, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a little, you know, interested in the whole... Like, for me, what I tend to do for, for dry hopping is... 
in my conical, I'll hook up CO2 to say the out, the out like port and bubble it up while I'm adding hops. And that's my way of sort of recirculating the wort and, and recirculating the hops through instead of trying to push the wort around where is it really in a CO2 like closed environment or not. And, and if you're cleaning your pump with star sand, star sand has a lot of oxygen in it and you're exposing it to oxygen there too. And I don't know. I think things like that kind of scare me. Oxidation and, and hoppy beers are a scary thing to me. Um, I know there's some breweries still that even, you know, they'll, they'll dry hop near the end of fermentation while they're still, you know, CO2 bubbling out. So yeah. And just the that. pump, is there any oxygen whatsoever inside your pump in there, you know, spinning around in there? Yeah, there might have been a little bit. You don't know. But it wasn't like heavily oxidized beer, and that wouldn't be the Not culprit that, of the right. chlorophenol, but it's so Would you guys think it's more of a right possible flight infection? I would lean towards thinking that myself. It sounds like the water you got was probably filtered fine. And anything, you know, I haven't heard of people having big problems with something from a grocery store, kind of heavily filtered water. It should be okay for that. There shouldn't be a ton of chloramines in it. My but, guess um, would be it was something just to something do with that recirculated. Could have been in know, the pump. Could have been in anywhere. But, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you cleaned everything. And you know what you're doing. So, you know, every, every once in a while we all have a, have a bad batch. I think that's what it is, just an off... Just an yeah. off one. I'm gonna replace. I have a stainless conical, so I'll replace all the gasket. And Anything weird in transferring? Um, no, I did a closed transfer too. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Nuke your transferings. Nuke your tubes. Right. It seems like it would come up in fermentation. I would probably, you know, probably mm-hmm. not from the. And it seems early on. I don't know. It kind of feels seem early on too. Like I had a hard, hard to. Ugh. Early onset contamination. Yeah. It well, seems like <laughs> when I did a carb test when it was towards the end of fermentation. Um, I, I detected something. I put it, it was, in my okay. notes. Yeah, like no, some I, sort of acetone-like okay. flavor. I don't know. Yeah, and I don't think it was a pH. And you mentioned pH probably was low. or I don't know. This is not something that would, you know. Yeah. It has to be really nice. low to really retard yeast growth. Um, and I don't think it would be that that low of a range to, you know, below four or something like that. That's not. I don't no, it was, it, was, it was below five, but. Yeah. Just below five. Yeah. yeah. You maybe could see some, you know, tartness in the beer, but I wasn't picking that up either. But that wouldn't give you problems. No, it doesn't seem too acidic or anything. It's, it's fine on that front. Okay. Well, um, have we nailed Crappy it for luck. you, Jesse? Have we, ta- have we talked it to death? You don't think it's the water. So. You can't fix it. Just dump it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. I was going to dump it anyway. Yeah, you made two other beers the same weekend with the same water. just tells me that it's it's really unlikely that it's the water. There's no... Okay. Give it to that friend that... But yeah, yeah. You need a, you need a friend with a lack of palate. No, my homebrew club, nobody. They were they were all saying stuff it. like, "I can't believe you made such a shitty beer." <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck off, guys. But I got no good feedback. Everybody's like, "Is it a hot fermentation?" I was like, "No, no. It was no, in the like, fermentation chamber. Uh, maybe you got a slight infection." Uh, do you get the yeah. the medicinal thing that we're talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. I okay. do. I didn't yeah. know how yeah. to describe it, but yeah. I, I saw it right away when I did that carb test. Okay. Yeah, there's a pretty good guide online, too, if you search for, like, um, homebrew defects or uh, whatever, you know, homebrew uh, off beer, beer off-flavors. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. It's a complete guide to beer defects. Uh, if you just search beer defects complete, it's, like, the second link. It's, like, the complete beer fault guide. And the, the Carolina Brewmasters host a copy of it there in the PDF, but it's by Th- Thomas Barnes, mm-hmm. the complete beer fault guide version 1.4. This has a lot of really good information in it. And, uh, you know, if you hone in on a specific defect, you can find out 
where, you know, how you can detect it and how to fix it and where it's coming from, the possible sources of that. So Sounds whenever cool. you're troubleshooting something, you can kind of go through there, too, and look at the different flavors and things that, that you know, you might think you're getting and kind of hone in on something a little better. Or have a judge taste it, and there you go. Send it to us. <laughs> uh, well, okay. I think we're done with the beer, right? Yeah. We're good? All right. Let's drink some other beer. What is this? Small green everything. What is this? It's a session IPA, it looks like. So like 4.8? Yep. From Other Half Brewing Company. Very popular brewery fantastic in Brooklyn. Fantastic aroma. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> JP's allergic to much, hops. I have too yeah. much saliva, and then I inhaled like a fucking mouth breather. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the kid that would push on the pool. Uh, sign 4.8% alcohol, but they call it an India Pale Ale. They don't call it a Session IPA. No. Which is funny, because like out here, if you put Session before IPA, it fucking sells. But maybe it's just a marketing thing? Maybe they don't care? Well, they put the ABV right on there. It's pretty mm-hmm. good. I like it, but it, it, it does taste full. It has it has kind of a mouthfeel of an IPA and, and a bitterness pack of an mm-hmm. IPA. I wouldn't I wouldn't taste this and think it's four point eight. If you say the word juicy, Keith, I'm gonna fucking punch you <laughs> in the mouth. I can see it on your face. Is that what you're gonna say? I was not gonna say that. I was okay, gonna make good. fun of the fact that it was hazy and see what you thought about that. It's only lightly I wouldn't hazy. say juicy. It's lightly hazy. It is ha- hazy. It is too. hazy, but it, and ha- look, yeast haze, hazy's maybe? fine. The cloud, the like the the orange juice shit, I don't like. But this is fine. I mean, I don't know. I, I would imagine they put some sort of mouth feel in here, some oats or something, mouth right? Mouth breather in there. A little mouth breather. It's good. <laughs> I like it. Thanks for bringing... I, I got that a, a couple of weeks ago, so I figured it was still fresh enough to bring. Yeah, it's good, man. It's very good, yeah. I like it. You know what else is good? Wait, what did I do already? Fuck, did I already JP, do that? can I do a shout out to my wife? And do it. Hi, honey. And hi, all my friends. The beer babes at home. I'm <laughs> beer getting babes. texts. Yeah. All right. Oh, really? <clears throat> nice. We got some live listening going. Oh, on. one other one other s- plug, if I could. I should probably stop cussing. Then, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'm running for a AHA governing committee. So, okay, so vote good for, for me. you. Nice, please. Congratulations, duty, sir. You yes. must have a lot of free time. Well, I, I figured if Justin could do it, <laughs> yeah, well, he did it that one time. He's an inspiration it. to somebody. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of inspiration, have you seen what the free Abruguru app can do for you? It's built by the American Homebrewers Association, all homebrewers and beer lovers. It delivers brewing knowledge, money-saving deals at breweries, beer bars, and homebrew supply shops. You just plug in your AHA number, and it kind of guides you to where you can save all the money, man. You can find deals, save money on beer, food, and brewing supplies. You can read articles from um, trusted resources at the American Homebrew Association and Zymergy Magazine and use the powerful brewery locator to find nearby breweries, uh, tap rooms, beer bars. Oh, Jesse, don't burp in front of my live read. That's rude. Uh, beer bars, homebrew supply shops, and brew pubs, wherever you are, Brew Guru will lead you to good beer. And it's all free for any, any app, iPhone, or iPad thing or Android deal that you have. Whatever you have, this will hey. work on it. There are two beer places within 0.01 miles from us. <laughs> One's called again. The Hop Grenade. Never heard of it. One's called EJ Fair Brewing. Never heard of it. Is it? it could this, could this, it be next door? This joke never gets old. I'm telling you, I love this joke. <laughs> Have I told this joke before? Never heard of it. Oh. Never heard of a joke. Uh, okay, let's take a break. And then we're going to come back, and we're going to try my beer, and we're going to drink it, and we're going to drink other beer, and we're kind of just going to... Talk. Drink beer it'll be and be fun. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a good time. Uh, hang on. We'll be right back, everybody. It's Dr. Homebrew. Do you know?
know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. Admit it. Homebrewing is not always free of frustrations. Years ago, brothers Bill and Jim Mitchell decided to minimize those frustrations and create an entirely new brewing process and a brand new kitchen appliance, the Pico Brew Zymatic. The Zymatic sits on your kitchen counter and connects to the internet via Wi-Fi. It comes with access to a huge recipe library full of award-winning beers and can brew your next batch at the push of a button, improve repeatability, and refine your recipes with the Pico Brew Zymatic. With minimal cleaning and hassle, the Zymatic enables anyone to brew craft beer in the comfort of their own kitchen. Just add your ingredients and the process of homebrewing becomes simplified and automatic, allowing you to focus on what really matters while you brew. At Pico Brew, they believe everyone should be able to enjoy the art of homebrewing and make their own damn good craft beer. See the Zymatic in action today at PicoBrew.com. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. Do that first. All right. Thanks, everybody, for sticking with us. We are back. We're going to talk about my beer real fast. It's not... um, Here, do me a favor. Open that. Well, here, I can probably open it for you. It's not, um, you know, amazing. It's not amazing. Oh, yeah, look at that. Oh, we'll stay here. Would you mind pouring that? I Thanks. would not mind at all, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Um, I need a Can I dump it on the electrical equipment? Please do. Oh, all right. Um, okay, so while while that one's pouring, let's talk about some of these other beers, Jesse. So we've had um, this. the rest are from Carton Brewing, which we've had on the show before. Um, but you brought two beers that we didn't get on the show, and then one beer that we did, which is the regular coffee, which was my favorite beer of the entire like thing. I almost wanted to like steal it and then pretend that you never brought it so I didn't have to share it with these guys, but I think it would blow their minds. Um, so I think we should... Oh, and then we also have this new Glarus beer to drink. So I think we should drink this new Glarus beer. Save that for last. Yeah, I think we should drink the regular coffee, and then anything else we don't get to... That, that's cool. We can just send it back with you or beat you up for You're it. You're going to have to drink it. Okay, cool. <laughs> I like that idea. I don't have any more room in my bag for me. <laughs> bring a lot back, I hope. I went to Russian River today. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, there you go. Got some, got some bottles while you are up there? I or? did. And a growler. Okay, so if you remember back a couple months ago, I brought in this oatmeal stout, and it was kind of lacking a little bit of um, a little bit of oomph, I suppose. So we talked about adding a little more crystal malt to it. 
Um, I believe, uh, here, just a refresher, it's for two and a half gallons on the Pico Brew, because, uh, you know, my, my time is, is valuable. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, five pounds British Turo, 14.4 ounces flaked oats, eight ounces American Crystal 75, eight ounces British Pale Chocolate, 3.2 ounces German Dark Wheat, 1.92 ounces of Black Prince. Um, and then the original recipe was, um, I think it was 4.8 ounces of Crystal 15. And we wanted to bump that up a little bit to provide a little more mouthfeel. So I went with Crystal 40. Mm-hmm. And in addition to the 70. In addition to the 70. And you went 4 ounces? In the 75. I went four, almost 5 ounces, 4.8. Okay. Hmm. That's so, a lot of 2.5 gallons. That's a good amount. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, so here's, here's the deal. And um, you didn't change the oats. You use a lot of oats already. I use it? a lot of oats, yeah. Didn't change a single thing, except just yeah. added more crystal malt. Uh, it's good no, to change up, just up one, thing. one thing at a time. Yeah, well, and it's, with the Pico, it's, it's so fucking easy to do. Friggin', I should stop cursing. It, uh, it's so friggin' easy to do. You know, you just... You, it's you so brew, easy. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, you're not going like, oh, I gotta, I gotta brew 10 gallons yeah. of it, and it's gonna take 8 hours, and I have to be out, like, actively participating in it. So anyway, I, I'm I'm fine with that. But normally I'd be like, eh, it's fine. I'll just change four things, and I will never know. JP, what's the the yeast strain on this one? Uh, the uh, San Diego Super Yeast from White Labs. I don't know the number. I know the yeast. Yeah. Okay. So um, I want to see what your guys' opinion is on the uh, malt profile now, um, and then as it kind of warms up a little bit, I want to see. For me, I think that maybe like midnight wheat is maybe not a good selection. Because it kind of leaves this kind of chalky thing in, in the back of my mouth, the back of my tongue. I think I changed the hops too. What did I do? Mm. I did. No, I didn't. I didn't see. Anyway. I think the middle malt is coming out a little more. Yeah. And the the roast is not harsh. It's just uh, you might need to play with your yeast. Okay. You might what do you use think? It, try an English yeast. Yeah, I was thinking a little more fruitiness would actually improve it a little bit i, I, I don't okay. know I, I know we talked about the, the roast and stuff and and keeping the roast low yeah and i know it i know it's an oatmeal stout but and i do i was you know i'm just getting over being sick but i, I think the the roast even now to me seems a little low in terms of the nose uh-huh but yeah I, I i try to keep i try to keep it as low as possible yeah but, but as i think i was saying last time on the show when you talked about it I'm realizing now that it's never, excuse me, going to do well in competition because of that. Yeah. Because that's what people are looking for. Yeah, but they're also not looking for anything too roasty now either. Um, yeah, I think if you can bump up just enough on you know, on the nose and I don't know, it, it, is a, it is definitely walking a fine line there of how much roast to get to not get that accurate astringency is what people are really, really hating. Especially like an oatmeal stout or a sweet stout. You want to avoid that as much as possible. When does yeah. this dry out to? Uh, 10, 12, I think. Yeah. yeah. It seems like it, I mean, it, it's not like insanely dry, but it dried out to a you know, fairly substantial. So amount. if you just let it kind of hang out back there, to me, I get kind of a lot of, of rose or at least an acridity to it. Yeah. Um, but maybe that needs to be more in the flavor instead of in the kind of the aftertaste. I, so you, this was, you said black print and, and midnight, midnight wheat. wheat. Yeah. Kind of weird. I know, super weird combo. Yeah, and I, and again, thinking about it, maybe the midnight wheat is a bad choice. I kind of dug it just because it it seemed cool, something new and different. Yeah, Yeah, but um, but I think that I think that's what's kicking that aftertaste. It just 
tastes like burnt wheat malt for some reason, <laughs> which is weird. Maybe, maybe, yeah, <laughs> I can get that. Uh, yeah. So uh, I, I think maybe I just won't use it again. Maybe I'll take it out in, in exchange for like. You a need to put a pound something. of black well, patent in there. No, yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah. Like, do you have any? Do you, I know you said you have pale chocolate, right? Do you have any mm-hmm. like regular chocolate in there? No. That's what I was wondering too. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe a regular chocolate. Um, not it would be less acrid probably, and maybe give you a little more. A little more character than I think the okay. The Maybe pull wheat out, would. yeah, pull out the midnight wheat, leave the black prince, and push up some chocolate, some regular chocolate. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it, and dude, I'll fucking have it for English next East show too, though. English East, I'll have do it for the next show. Do a 1968 or a WLPO2, yeah, yeah. Try the English East. We only speak in WLP here. We don't, we no, don't okay. know the numbers. Sure, yeah. yeah. How about Giga East? No, I'm just, we use the, yeah, uh, <laughs> never heard of it. Never heard of it. Um, okay, well, there you go. That's all I wanted to... Uh... Are we going to use sound bites? So, like, you know, you tell us, you know, but we did this time. You, you, like, Those, you idiots. This <laughs> you is told me. You steered me like, way yeah, I did wrong. That. And they're gonna be, you guys are going to be like, no, we keep all that. What are you doing? Don't change the yeast. It's fine. Let's drink some beer. Let's do it. Okay, I really want you guys this to try this beer. regular this coffee. This is a nice, it's a nice oatmeal stuff. It's I, a nice, it's fine. And I it's just, consistent. It doesn't taste that's true. that much different from the one before. How do, what would you score this? Just, I mean, and I know, like, I'm not going to hold you to it, but just throw, mid-30s. like, mid-30s? Yeah, okay. that's what I'm thinking. I, I, okay. I don't know. I feel like it's clean, it, but it's not balanced right. Yeah. Because it, that's what I get normally whenever I enter this. I get mid to high 30s. Can, like consistent, they've never gotten a b- below a thirty-five with this beer. I really think more sweetness, a little more fruitiness, and some a uh, little more character malt, a little more roast character malt without being acrid would be the way to to bump it up. And that's, think, a, that's asking for a lot. Three just days, just the yeast is going to change a lot of the way that yeah. all those things play off each other. Yeah, you could even just right the sweetness could even just using uh, O two O two would give you that sweetness that just you know. Okay. You wouldn't get from the, the San Diego Super Yeast. Okay. Cool. This as well. All right. Well, thanks. I wanted to, you know, I just wanted to update us. And uh, so this is regular coffee from Carton Brewing. And if I remember correctly, Jesse, maybe you can help me uh, phrase it properly. But uh, I think they wanted to make a beer that tasted like Dunkin' Donuts coffee or something like that. Right. Yeah. Why, why did I expect this to be dark? <laughs> right. It's an Imperial Cream Ale with coffee. Huh. What's, what's the ABV in this? I didn't. I, I passed the can. Twelve percent. It is twelve percent. Shit. <laughs> what? So again. That, okay. And now the, the, the uh, since since memory, right? That I'm tasting it. and I'm remembering the show now. They wanted to taste like uh, like a regular coffee, which is coffee with a little bit of cream in it. Wow. So if you think about it, and there's like sweet, there's a sweetness to it with no sugar or whatever. Uh, I'm surprised. The I think they nailed it pretty just, well. Like blowing my nose away because yeah. it's like. You get a lot of coffee in the This nose. beer is delicious, and it's dangerous, too. I haven't sipped it yet, but I've just been smelling it. Yeah. I smell regular coffee. It's kind of a palate yeah. fuck. It's, it's really neat. Yeah, it's really sweet, too. That's yeah. the, one of the more interesting things about it, and that gives you kind of that sense of cream and sugar and coffee, too. Wow, yeah, yeah. The sweetness definitely is Weird, a big right? part of it. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Something you can rip off and, and brew now. Yeah, that'd be cool if you did. I want to save some of it. I want to give it to uh, to Eric out there. He's the new beer buyer for the bar. 
See if he can get some of it in here because I think it would go. People, I think people go crazy for it. If someone made me guess, though, like no way is this twelve percent. No, no way. way is this a beer. Like if you just had this room temperature <laughs> flat, I'd be like, why am I drinking coffee Close right your eyes now? And taste this. Yeah, do exactly, that exactly. I think I need to change my morning coffee routine for work and just switch to this instead. <laughs> I think yep. it'd be good, First man. Morning, morning, like, like, yeah. uh, much more interesting. Wow, dude! Thanks for thinking yeah. of us and bringing this, man. I appreciate that, Jesse. That's a mind bender there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure, dude. <laughs> get get your head around that beer. Yeah. And then before we leave, you know, I know I'm rushing it, but we're up against the gun. We should we should get out of here. I'm just going to open this new Glarus beer. You can get some of the cream ale base. It's like imperial cream ale. Okay, I could see that. It's yeah. a non-offensive, just lawnmower ale, but amped up to hell. But with smooth alcohol. Holy uh, yeah, I would like it that cut in half, to be honest with you. I think it'd be red. I'm, I'm getting more warming than I'm getting, like, just alcohol flavors. It's like... You got room for that, Jesse? In the, smooth, I'll but it, the afterburn is, is considerable. It does it does push down the throat. Like your punk band. I like my punk band, right. Yeah, I like that beer, man. Carton Brewing, they make some good stuff. And, I, you know, we have an East Coast double IPA... Your favorite. There. Yeah, well, you guys can take that. There's a session beer that I'll just probably steal from you. So now we are now we open that new Glarus Wild, the what was it, Bramble Berry Bourbon Barrel Beer, or whatever it was. So we're going to drink that. Uh, I forget the guy. I think, you know, uh, yeah, Brian. Brian, thanks for in advance for sending that, and then next month I'll bring some of the other beers that you sent, and uh, I think... I think we'll have a good time, man. I think we'll have a good time. All right, we're going to get out of here. Uh, Jesse, thanks, man, for coming in and, and bringing these beers. Um, since you were the only guy, you not only win the Grog Tag, the $40 Grog Tag gift certificate, $40 to grogtag.com, but you also win the beer bug today. Oh, yeah, you, awesome. you win a brand new beer bug. Go to beerbug.com. Learn about the beer bug's virtues. Basically, it's essentially uh, a weighted system. It, 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 it tells you via uh, wireless. Uh, it connects to an app, and it'll tell you where your uh, starting gravity is, where your finishing gravity is, all that kind of stuff, the temperature of the beer. You can just look at your app. You can tell exactly the moment fermentation kicks off. Uh, if you want to uh, stop the, the uh, fermentation a little bit soon, if, like Brian keeps saying, if you want to do a mead or a cider or something like that, it's perfect for it. Otherwise, you know exactly when fermentation has done, so you don't have to have have this extra couple days for your fermentation. Uh, do I, I think it is. I don't know. You're not popping the bung and taking samples and all that kind of messy nonsense. Uh, you know, keep that thing closed as long as possible. The beer bug helps you do it. So, congratulations, Jesse. Thank you very much, Thank man. You. Um, Thank you. Okay, I think we did it all, everybody. We did it all. We're going to sit here and drink these beers, and uh, we'll see you guys later. This has been Doctor Homebrew. Cheers.